thank you for tuning in to Pursue Him podcast. We are committed to serve you with the now word of God that will inspire and encourage you to be a God chaser. Help us reach out to many by subscribing, sharing and leaving a review for us on your favorite listening app. In today's episode, we have with us Pastor Derek D'Souza teaching about seven keys to marriage to the life of Abraham. This is in continuation with the call series. You can head to our YouTube channel Pursue Him International for more teachings on the series The Call if you've missed it. Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Derek and uh, I'm just so blessed and grateful to the Lord for giving me this opportunity to speak to you today on this podcast. And uh, for most of you who have been following us, uh, you may be aware that we are doing a series called The Call. And uh, this call is basically the call that was on Abraham's life. And we're studying how God, you know, has this amazing call for each one of us. No matter what our background is, no matter where we come from, what families we are in, there is a call on our lives. And as we look at Abraham, uh, he was a man who, you know, was a pagan. Uh, he was his father's house, worshipped idols. But God called this man out of whatever he was doing, his tradition, his background, his denomination, you know, his race and from that one voice, that one call of obedience, uh, God took him from Haran and brought him into a land, a promised land, and then made a covenant with him, uh, which basically blessed every one of us and is still blessing us till we meet Jesus. And the blessing was so great upon this man because he obeyed the call. And I pray that today as you hear this podcast, you will be blessed because as we are connected to the blessing, the blessing will flow into your life as well. I'm going to do something different today. So, you know, we don't do things just because we want to do them. We always do it in response to the call of God who directs us to do it. So what I want to do on this podcast is talk to you about a few lessons for marriage from Abraham's life. Amen. So while we were doing this study, God just led me to pick up a few points and I thought I'll share it with you. These will really bless you because we know Abraham. Uh, he started his life with Sarai and we through and as we look at his life, we can study a lot of things uh, and just get amazing wisdom from the way God directed him. Uh, you know, directed him, his wife, his family, his household and made them to be a blessing to nations. So I'm just going to cover seven points with you today. I know seven is God's number. I did not intend it, but it just ended up being seven. So let's start with the first that, uh, you know, God put on my heart. And that is Abraham led by example. Now, again, I am talking the scope of this podcast is married couples as well as those who want to be married, singles. So, you know, if you're not married and you're hearing me talk about, uh, you know, talk to a person who is married, uh, you know, take it as learning and you can write it down. And when you're married, you can implement it. Amen. So the first point was 
Abraham led by example in the pursuit of knowing God's will for his life. You know, the Bible says when there is no vision, people, families, nations, destinies, marriages are all destined to perish. We see that in Genesis chapter 12 God begins by first calling Abraham. And I don't know where you are right now in your marriage or where you are in your singlehood right now. But remember this that God will always call you and when he calls you he always has a plan for your life. Amen. He is there to give you a vision. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29:11 for the plans I have for you are not for evil but for good and to prosper you and give you an expected end. So we know that when God calls it's not like your friend calling, your mama calling, your daddy calling, you know, your boss calling. No, no, no. They have all plans for themselves. Amen. <laughs> They may also have a plan for you, but God's plan should outweigh anyone else's call on your life amen and we see abraham he was stuck in haran his father uh you know all of a sudden decided to move uh you know and head out for kena but he got stuck in haran and if you know the story of abraham he had uh, of abraham's father he had three sons abraham nahor and haran haran died in the presence of his father the bible says in genesis 11 and uh, you know just thinking about it of you know of son dying probably the father never got out of it anyway he begins to move to kena but he gets stuck in haran and haran is another place it's coincidental that his son who died also had the same name but we see that in you know genesis chapter 11 towards the end you see abraham having sarai sarai is barren you see uh, abraham's father terra and he has lost his son haran and uh, now haran has a son lot uh, you know so there's barrenness there's death there's a father who's stuck in a place he never intended to be and now we have abraham over here clueless he has no vision he has no hope and now his father also dies you know that's some of our marriages you know uh, we may be at the brink of various stages in our marriage the enemy is one person who's always targeting marriages because he knows the blessing of marriage the blessing of abraham the blessing of sara is always a blessing to nations i pray god as you listen that you will know that god has called you and your wife to be blessings to nations but it always starts with you leading by example remember god heard Uh, I mean Abraham heard God's voice. He took time to hear. I don't believe that he was just, you know, uh walking around and uh, uh you know trying in depression and anxiety and worry and then a call came on his life. I believe he was seeking. And he was seeking because as I told you, your breakdowns are the greatest point of encounters with God. So if your marriage is broken, if you're in a broken relationship, you don't know what to do. Can I tell you you are the best contender to hear the God, the voice of God. Not that if you have everything good you can't hear his voice, but the very fact that things are breaking down it should be a sign to tell you that there is something wrong and that you need to seek God. because when we find the cause of our problems we can get out of them and i pray that the cause 
In this case verse Abraham had no vision he never knew where to go and so with all the problems that he had even getting a wife and that wife being barren he decided to pursue God and here you see God's voice coming to him and God tells him if get out of your country get out of your father's house and I will make you a great nation and God pronounces a blessing over him making his descendants as numerous as the stars and says anybody who blesses you is blessed anybody who curses you is cursed so God gives him a big promise I want to let you know right now you have been given a big promise God if you have received Jesus into your life you have got the promised holy spirit with you and that's the greatest promise you have the power to do what it takes to get out of the place that you are right now in amen so remember the first thing is if you don't have a vision remember a vision is what joins everything together a vision is what makes everything work it's what keeps the marriage together it's what keeps the children together it keeps the happiness together it keeps the marriage going because a cord of three strands cannot be easily broken amen so i pray that your marriage has jesus in it because jesus does not come with just provision he comes with vision amen so when you have a vision for your life you are going to succeed amen so i pray that you will rem- you if you don't have one the first thing you need to get as a couple is a vision if you're a single you still need a vision for your life amen god will send the provision but you still need a vision for your life you cannot decide to say i'll get a partner and then decide to get a vision trust me when the partner comes your vision will be out of the window and all you'll be doing is watching television <laughs> Amen. So pray God that you have got a vision now so that when the partner comes the partner will come to fuel that vision so that there will be no more division but there'll be one vision and a couple working together to meet that vision by the power of the Holy Spirit. Point number 2. Be bold enough to trust God to separate yourself from things people relationships that are taking you away from walking in obedience to God's word you know one of the most beautiful things is that when God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 he told him specifically that get out of your country from your family from your father's house to a land I will show you but we see that when Abraham departed he began to walk with his nephew that is Lot and uh, i'm not saying helping people is wrong but i'm saying when you got a word from the lord that you need to leave certain things leave certain relationships leave certain people who are taking you away from the call of god in your life when you get that kind of word you shouldn't play around with it you shouldn't be saying no it's okay i'll just take this it's a good thing to do no it's not a good thing god a god thing and a good thing there is a heaven and earth difference when god tells you not to touch something to leave something to get out of the place you should not be sitting there to investigate to see if i watch what is going to happen if i call this person what is going to happen i'll just speak for a few times i'm in control that's the greatest folly of anybody you're not in control you got to allow god to direct your life you know i think his jeremiah 10:23 says for i know that it is not in man to direct his steps It is not in man for di- for him to direct his steps. Our steps need to be directed by the Lord. So be bold enough that when God speaks to you like he spoke to Abraham, you know, 
that you are willing to separate. You are willing to move out. Make some bold decisions. Make some bold decisions if you're a couple to put away the voices that are speaking and bringing division in your life. Make a decision to put house prayer, couple prayer together. Make sure that you are putting some family altars. Make a decision to do some bold things. Don't depend on your mother and father's household. This is so important, you know. This God had to teach me. And I remember when God spoke to me before I got married, I was very worried, you know, because it's such a big responsibility. And uh, I remember God telling me, I am your shield and your greatest reward. And my God, that word hit me like lightning. From that day, I never wanted anyone to make me rich except the Lord. Amen. It's not that I didn't, you know, I didn't want anything that was passed on to me from my parents, but I was not living to make a living from what I was getting from anyone in this world, except as I obey God, I wanted to see the blessings manifest in my life. I pray that every, every thought process of yours, every decision you make is not a decision where you are trying to please people because of what they can give you. You know, there are many people, they please people, they please their family, they please people, they stay in tradition, they stay in religion. Why? Because their parents, they lose their parents' inheritance. Listen, when God has a call on your life and you decide to separate, and I'm not telling you to separate from anybody, okay? Because God is the one who has to tell you. If there are some things that are pulling you away, I know many people, when they get married, they want to stay with their parents. Why? Because they don't have the boldness that God can provide for them. The word of God clearly tells you, leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife. That means regardless of the house, even if it is a hut, even if it is the smallest house, you need to now start to depend on God. To meet your needs completely. Not mama, papa, brother. They can all help. There's no problem. God can use them. But your help should now come from the Lord. Amen. And that's such an important point. We see in Abraham's life. He got stuck with Lot. And then later on. You know there was disputes between both their herdsmen. And then they had to separate. But do you know one thing. When you do not obey God. And God tells you to leave something and you do not leave. You can study it from Genesis. The next voice will not come to you. Why? Because you will be too busy solving internal problems than rather be able to hear God's voice in your life. I have seen this many times. In fact, if you look at it, uh, it talks about uh, in verse uh, Genesis 13 and it tells you, that uh, now, you know, there's a strife between Lot's family, uh, Lot's herdsmen and uh, Abraham's herdsmen. And then it tells you uh, in verse 14, 13 verse 14. And the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had separated from him. So you can see God's voice came back to Abraham only after a separation from what God had initially told him to do, but he did not do. So the voice of God, can I tell you this, when you are obedient to it and you separate from the things God tells you to separate, the voice will come back to you. If you are not hearing God's voice, it's not because God is not speaking. It's because you're so busy trying to keep everything together when you are actually called to be separate. 
So I pray God that you will have understanding in that and wherever God is leading you to things that are taking you away from his heart that you will be obedient and separate. Number 3 Never lead always be led by the spirit and the word. They will keep you and your family safe. You know there's something beautiful to be led by the spirit and the word not just spirit but the word as well because the word is you know spirit and life the you know john chapter 663 tells you that he tells you my words they are spirit and they are life so when you have the word as well as the spirit they will keep you and your family safe the quicker and faster you obey god's voice the more you can be trusted with greater things of the spirit you know as abraham began as a family to obey god's voice to put away the things that he had to put away to make the right altars to make the right sacrifices to to make some decisions some commitments on those altars you began to see as he began to obey and not just do his own thing by his own knowledge by his own wisdom you began to see that he was being trusted with greater things of the spirit his encounters started increasing there were more visitations by the lord god came to him in visions there were you know literally he had theophanies he had uh, you know uh, you know where god would appear to him and speak to him in a different form so obedience always brings faster growth in the kingdom amen as a family as a single uh you know boy or girl looking to get married you need to submit to the word of god and to the spirit not just submit to the word because i know many families who are just submitting to the word in the letter and not in the spirit it's a tick mark for them okay let's go family prayer let's just sit there it's over 15 minutes let's run away that's not what god wanted he wanted also for you to worship him in spirit and in truth So that's a good example of word following the word. You know many people who are following the word but not in the right spirit. Remember this. Everything of this Christian walk is connected with living the word by the spirit. You cannot live the word on your own. The minute you try it, you have already fallen because you have to be moved by the spirit. Amen. So remember that be led those who are led by the spirit are sons of God. In Genesis chapter 18 19 and I'm on point number 4 God says okay God says I know he Abraham will command his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him Point number 1. So when you look at this, God is actually going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but before he goes, he says, you know, can I not tell Abraham because he's going to definitely become a great nation? And then he adds this point in verse 19, chapter 18, verse 19. He says, "I know Abraham will command his household after him that they may keep the way of the Lord, to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him can i just say this fathers i'm speaking to you directly fathers going to be fathers even going to be fathers you are the spiritual head of the family 
You know, 1 Corinthians 11:3 says, "But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is a husband, and the head of Christ is God. So don't expect anyone to submit to you if you are not submitted to the Lord in spirit and in truth." Remember, God is coming to Abraham and saying, "I know this guy. Anything I teach him, he's going to teach his household." and he's going to do it so that everything i promised him the blessing is going to come on everything that he does can i just tell you that when you do not submit to god as a husband as a father don't expect anything to submit to you yeah you heard me right you may right now have things submitted to you but i can guarantee you if you are not submitted to god it's submitting to you out of you know not love because when you submit to god you know there's a beauty of submission of your household to you you know god wants us to live in such beautiful marriages that as just as jesus was submitted to god we need to be submitted to him the wife needs to be submitted to the husband and the children to the parents and when this line of submission is done well you begin to see the blessing why because now the father makes sure that he is commanding his household just as he submitted to the lord you see many fathers trying to command their household when they are not submitted to the house and you can see the outcome is very evident there's going to be riots there's going to be fights there's going to be arguments why because only what you submit to is what you're becoming so if you're not submitted to Jesus himself his spirit that lives within you don't expect to play and put on a mask saying i submit to pastor x or pastor y or he's my spiritual father or he's my spiritual you know uh, covering no 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 you're not submitting to the lord himself what voice is going to make you change if the voice that is the closest to you the spirit of god you are not submitted to him in your daily walk so this is a clear ask from god if you are going to direct your household you need to submit to god that means areas in your life that are exposed to the enemy the things that you're not doing right if you want to be a leader in your house you need to first submit to god himself because when you do that there's a grace that will come upon your family you will no longer need to shout scream things will begin to fall in place things that you never thought were possible things that you thought could never change you know and most men want to change their wife and the wife wants to change the husband there's a reason for that and the reason is everybody says one is not submitting to the other but nobody can see the real issue is that someone who's supposed to be the leader is not submitting to god in everything and so now you see there is a disorder in the whole family so point 4 the a part is if you are going to be the father and you are the spiritual head of the family as we read in 1 corinthians 11:3 please make sure that you are submitted to god otherwise expecting anybody else to submit to you is and i'm talking to believers those who know the lord is absolutely absurd if you are not submitted to the lord then how can you expect anybody to be submitted to you amen 
the second part is what i want to talk to you about is lot did not have anyone to follow him when god destroyed sodom and gomorrah and this is again in the area of the same verse genesis 18:19 where he talks about abraham uh you know commanding his household after him to keep the way of the lord can you imagine uh lot was with abraham when he abraham got the promise amen and uh, this is what god says about abraham he says that whatever i teach him this guy commands his household but now you look at a contrast of lot when god went to destroy lot do you know he never had any anyone his household never followed him and you know he had a lot of herdsmen he had a lot of people with him servants you know all those people with him but here you see god saying about abraham that whatever this guy learns he passes on to his whole community so that all of them can move with the blessing and here you see lot he also was called a righteous man but this righteous man you know when god came to destroy the city he was left with only two daughters and a wife who was waiting to turn back and who turned into a pillar of salt in the end you just have two daughters running with him in fact his own family if you read that account it says that his own family his son-in-laws mocked him because they did not believe his words could it be that while he chose the better part you know the better place the beautiful uh, jordan and everything you know beautifully planted he got a house he got a wife he got children he got a beautiful villa you know he had everything while you know abraham was roaming in tents and he thought i'm here doing much better than abraham i got a house because remember the angels came and they visited him and you know they visited abraham first and abraham was sitting under trees and he went and cooked in a tent and he made the angels sit under trees he didn't have a proper house so he was moving tents and here you see lot prospering having a beautiful house inviting those same angels in the house having a corridor you know rooms doors a permanent structure and you know making the best food and bringing those angels but guess what it was the wrong location it was the wrong location Don't ever think that just because you are very prosperous everything is going right. You know you have great car, great house, promotion, everything, children, all blessed. It's going to be one sad story when one day you realize that this is the wrong place you're being blessed at. You need to be in the right place to be blessed at. This was not the point but it just came out but let me tell you what I was actually going to say. that point was also a great one which i just told you but look at this what i was trying to tell you when it came time to that place being destroyed when lot looked back as a leader he could not have anyone but his two daughters running for their lives because even they were not married so they ran with him and his wife who while she was running decided to turn back and that indicates that her heart was there but you look at contrast to abraham as head of the house he made sure that he commanded his house remember this i told you earlier when you submit to god now your house begins to move as a unit molded united in one heart in one account in one purpose in one vision and the enemy finds it very difficult to bring division in that house very difficult why because they are seeing the father kneel before god seek him pray So when the father now comes with a vision with a word from God everybody trembles you know why 
because they know the father is not joking they know the father sits and talks with this god they have tested and seen that they have tasted and seen and tested and seen that the father words has not fallen to the ground that means when he said something then relayed what god said it really happened and we need fathers like that to direct houses so that everybody lines up and shapes up because they know that daddy is speaking to a living god he's not just talking and getting educated in knowledge about a god this marriage is really moving from glory to glory based on words coming from a living god through intimacy and prayer and the word amen can i just tell you that god doesn't want you to just be a family he wants you to be a blessing to families and that will not happen as long as the head and i'm putting a lot of stress on the head okay yes i am the head of my house and i'm saying this because i see a lot of husbands take second fiddle and uh, you know blame their wives you know when their wives are doing all the work and then when it goes wrong they take the, you know they blame the wives and they say you did it but when it goes right they say great i'm the head of the house no you can't be a leader and take credit only when it suits you you need to be able to even take the fall for the wrong decisions that you listen to and that brings me to my second second point uh, my fifth point never do what god said he will do for you you know we all know the story abraham tried and ended up with a son god told him specifically specifically that i'm going to give you a son but abraham tried and ended up with a son he had to let go of if you look at the bible and read it prior to his wife coming up with a great idea uh you know god tells him god literally comes and tells him that i'm going to give you a child but somehow abraham and sarah both wanted it faster and they ended up with a son and now they both had to let go of him because why he could not share in the covenant that god said would be from his own body so god told abraham clearly there's a son coming when it's going to come from your own body and i'm going to make a covenant with him now we have a son coming out from a bond servant and god cannot bring him and make him part of that covenant imagine the pain of that separation god says i'll bring you a wife singles i'm speaking to you god says i'll bring you a wife and you get impatient because it's not yet happening and you can see everybody around you getting married even in in times of corona they're getting married and you know you're wondering is god forgotten you know is my prayer being answered you know people who are you know worst in 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 bigger problems are getting such wonderful people here you are following the lord and nothing is happening you're walking you're keeping his commands and nothing's happening hmm Isn't that the story of Abraham? So God says I'll bring you a wife, you get impatient and move in your own strength and get one. Now, imagine the emotional, mental, physical drain of strength through the years of investment in a relationship that is not blessed. You do not want to pick and do something you never want to do, let me say, what God said he will do for you. If God said he's going to bring that person you need to make sure that god has the last say in it amen that god makes sure he is the one who's selecting 
and he is the one who's bringing the right person don't go out and just think that everything will work out and you fix a great plan and think everything will fall in place it may fall in place because remember the other person also wants to get married to you it's not like you're forcing somebody right but the question is is that person the right one for you is that person god sent is that person going to take you closer to your destiny or is he going to separate you from the great destiny that god has for you i'm going to leave it at that i'm moving to point 6 we looked at abraham just had a great victory over five kings okay he is blessed by melchizedek he receives a great vision from god where he specifically raises now remember in that vision in genesis 15 he raises up this question with god and he he asks him god comes and blesses him he says i'm your shield and your great reward and now you know abraham in this vision tells god but god i don't have a son and god the word of the lord comes to him in genesis 15:4 and says to him listen this one this one meaning eliezer whom he says i have only eliezer who's my servant and he's the heir he says no this guy is not going to be your heir but one will come from your own body and shall be your heir now that same day god cuts a covenant with him can you imagine that same day you have god coming and cutting a covenant with him shows him the future of everything literally 400 years down the line including you know what is going to happen to him and his people in that same vision so god shows him tells him number one you're going to have a child it's not going to be eliezer it's not going to be ishmael i mean sorry it's not eliezer ishmael was not born till then but he says it's not going to be eliezer it's going to be from your own body and then he shows him about how about his people 400 years timeline he shows about tells him about himself where he is going to you know pass away and you know live in peace and very next chapter genesis 16 here comes sarah and tells him take my bond woman to get a child can you see that talk about the enemy coming to steal the word you just get a word from god and before you know the roll the red carpet is rolled out and you get an alternative you get an alternative to getting your dream come true god told you that he is going to give you a house and he is going to give you a house you know uh, bless you with this without a loan or you know with your own income or you know he told you he's going to get this thing done for you and here you are all of a sudden you get another way somebody comes and tells you i can give it to you this way just do this do this for me sign that for me and here you are making compromises to get something that god has already told you he's going to bring in your life why because the evidence is all around you you don't want to miss on the greatest deal amen i always wondered why abraham did not stand up and tell his wife listen i just told you that i had god come to me in a vision he spoke to me we are going to have a child it's going to come from both of us i don't know why that conversation never happened could it be that abraham had just come from a great victory because remember he just defeated five kings you have 318 people in your family there's no heir and now you have the greatest victory five kings abraham slaughtered five kings and he's come back melchizedek who's literally you know i uh, i don't want to get into that but literally a christophany uh, you know like how you an apparition where god himself comes and the form of melchizedek and you know if you want to believe that or you can even believe that he's 
you know Melchizedek comes the great high priest of God and uh, he blesses Abraham so he has these amazing encounters you know if i had to sum it up you have a great victory amazing encounters top it up with a vision from god top it up with a covenant which is you know done in blood where god promises and swears that you're going to get certain things could it be that all the success all the vision and everything suddenly you begin to compromise and you think i can get this done on my own strength and uh, he never has that conversation with sara Sarah says, "Hey, listen, this my bond woman, you're growing too big, you're becoming very powerful. We don't have a son. You know, let's just do this thing, you know. Let's just get it done with. At least we'll have somebody with your name. Otherwise, all this wealth, where is it going to go? You've just won great victories. Kings have come just now to you and, you know, bowed down before you. And here you have Abraham speechless. He's not even bought up the conversation he had last night with God." and he says okay which tent should i go <laughs> he goes in and he you know uh, we see hagar she conceives now she's pregnant okay but then you got to read what comes next in genesis 16 verse 5 i hope you're enjoying this as much as i'm enjoying bring it to, bringing it to you And uh, verse four says, sixteen four. He went to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in eyes. Then Sarai said to Abraham, "My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in eyes. The Lord judge between you and me." So you're seeing now Sarah comes back to Abraham and says now listen this is all your fault. So remember first she goes and suggests to him he listens to her now she comes back and says listen she is despising me because she's conceived and everything my wrong be upon you. I gave you my maid into your embrace and when she conceived I became despised the Lord judge between you and me. You know Sarah is literally acting literally saying you are to blame because you never used your judgment and just followed my advice i want to give you a very key insight here husbands that while you listen to your wives you are still the head of the family and you are still the one to take the blame so you know i i see this happen many times and i am sure i have done it myself you know we sometimes get lazy enough to say you know go ahead do what you want and you know when the when the cards fall when the wife is taking a decision and it's gone wrong then you get up and say listen this mistake this person she's in your hands do whatever you want do as it pleases you and then you see sara start harassing hagar because abraham should have ideally made the right decision abraham should have been the one to say listen no we've got a promise we are going to wait okay you've just had a victory it's not that we need the air right now we're going to have it and god has promised that he's going to give us even more greater victories we'll have to just wait but what does he do he listens now the the blame comes on him and he says listen she's in your hands do whatever you want a greater mistake so now you see hagar running out of the house leaving the house with his child in her womb running out of the house leaving that house So what what is the what do we understand from here don't leave it up to your wife 
and then ask her to take care of the problem that comes no you are still leader if we made a mistake we can repent we can ask god for forgiveness but remember just because you are a couple it doesn't mean that you just you know hand over all responsibility and say great they're doing a great job and you know allow you know your wife to make decisions and then afterwards when it falls apart you you know uh, again you know just remove your uh, leadership from it and you say okay go and take care of it yourself no it should be always joint whatever decision should be taken should be again you know as you submit to the lord your wife submits to you it should be taken in reverence and in prayer now look at the same example fast forward some years now Sarah conceives and now she has Isaac now Abraham holds a feast on the day of Isaac's weaning and Sarah sees Ishmael of scoffing now she tells Abraham get rid of this bondwoman and her son for she shall never partake of the inheritance now you're seeing the reverse happen now you see Sarah conceiving a great party is thrown you see Ishmael scoffing now she comes and says listen Abraham get rid of this woman and her son this bond woman shall never take part of my inheritance now abraham is of course displeased but this time he does something smart like last time he doesn't just get up and do what his wife says this time he waits now god comes and tells him see this is the way it should work now god comes and tells him listen listen to your wife because what she says is right My covenant shall be with Isaac but I will surely bless Ishmael. Look at the goodness of God even our mistakes. Even the greatest mistakes. If we will humble ourselves bow down God can go ahead and take that mistake and make something good out of it. Amen. You know the Bible says So remember God tells him the advice of your wife is right listen to her. So just because you know and and the and there's a reason I'm telling you this because most times you see husband and wife's fight in counseling is the husband says she told me to do it you know Eve told Adam to do it he did it what do you think he should have done he should have actually bought the word of God and said no God told us not to do it you know that well we should not do that but he listened and you saw what happened am i saying that women make wrong decisions no i'm just showing you how women make right decisions but the, whether it is right or whether it is wrong you as a leader need to seek god and jointly bring that decision in prayer remember 1 peter 3:7 says likewise husbands live with your wives in an understanding way showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered So both must wait on the Lord and make decisions by submitting to each other in reverence to the Lord. You know there's a beautiful verse in Ephesians 5:21. He says that, you know, submit one to another but out of reverence to God. You can't submit to another, you know. The flesh is too strong to make you submit to one another. It has to only submit when someone is submitting to God in reverence. When you submit to God in reverence now submitting to one another becomes easy why because there's a higher authority there's a greater voice that can see over your current problems and tussles and when that voice speaks because you both fear God 
now you are ready to drop your problem drop your fighting drop whatever you're running and make up and walk again that's so beautiful husband and wives needs to reverence god and when god speaks on a matter you should listen whether it's your wife giving you that good advice or if the husband gives the good advice the wife needs to listen so you see this time when they did it god's way now you see ishmael was sent out properly with his mother the first time remember he had you know hagar ran, ran with him in her womb and ran away because ha- sara was harassing her this time you see abraham saying his goodbyes doing everything right giving them food water and letting them go on their journey and then of course ishmael becomes a great nation so i thought that uh you can learn from these seven points i know it's a little long but i pray god this has blessed you remember this has come to you because i believe this has come at the right time for somebody and this instruction will keep you from falling in many areas of your life so i bless you in jesus mighty name stay under the mighty hand of god god bless you hello listeners we hope today's podcast was an absolute treat for you If you like what you heard you can find more of this content on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast and many other apps. Also we would like to connect with you. Check out our complete basket of resources on pursuehim.net. Remember, keep pursuing Jesus for what you pursue is what you become. Have a blessed day and see you next time.